Hey, NAI football fans. I'm Corey Thorpe. This is my buddy, John Cooper. And uh, I know it's uh, playoff baseball time a little bit. I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm a little sad because I'm uh, missing a little bit of my Atlanta Braves going against the St. Louis Cardinals. Sorry for all you Midwest baseball fans out there. Let's go, Braves. Well, hey, at least the uh, local Florida team won yesterday with the Rays. Nobody cares about but, the Rays, hey, John. Here we go. Let's get to where we uh, want to be at with some NAI football. Heck yeah. All right. So go ahead, Corey. Tell them the sponsors of the show. Man, so first off, we've got Fifth Quarter CFB. They sponsor us, and they uh, make sure that uh, we get taken care of. They love small college football as much as we do. And we are so happy to have them on our side talking in AI football. Also want to give a shout out to Temple Sporting Goods powered by Adcraft. Um, guys, I want to talk a little bit to the ADs and coaches here. Um, having their seven-day pop-up stores is a great way to get a little bit of revenue. Right. In, for your school, for, for your, your program. And you get to see more people going around your school wearing your school's swag. And I don't know if there's anything that is more awesome than more school gear. Right, not at all. You know, we're wearing a Reinhardt shirt. You're wearing the Braves, but usually you have an NAIA shirt on as well. There's nothing like having a lot of gear in that closet. Absolutely. So let's get to some of the uh, notable results. Um, had a lot of close games on those top matchups there. Oh, yeah. So let's start with Kansas Wesley and Ottawa. Honestly, I thought with Ottawa taking a loss the previous week, I thought Kansas Wesleyan was going to just run right through them. I thought Ottawa was going to lay down for them. Well, it was a closer game than I expected. Kansas Wesleyan was in no danger of losing this game, but they didn't run away with it like I thought they did. Mm -hmm. Kansas Wesleyan, we know they had that star power with Johnny Photo, DeMarco Pruitt, and, uh, our, and Shaq Bradford on defense inside the ball. But uh, they also – that secondary for Kansas Wesleyan is pretty legit as well. I, you know, a lot of teams and fans don't really respect Kansas Wesleyan or the KCAC, but they need to watch out. I think Kansas Wesleyan is going to have a great advantage like they did in the playoffs this past season where they hosted three straight home games. I also think that the Bethel Threshers are not to be messed with. Bethel is, uh, you know, most people don't consider him that uh, power team, but the triple option is really working for Bethel over there. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens there, especially with the KCAC. But, uh, you know, one thing I want to talk about is uh, Tevin Jones at Kansas Wesleyan as well. He was a Division II chancellor out uh, Wachita Baptist out Arkansas, um, all-conference guy over there, and he's really brought a spark, and that's why I wanted to mention that Kansas Wesleyan secondary. You know, Absolutely. He's, he's, he's having a great year so far. Ten tackles, two for a loss for, for Tevin Jones. That was a great, uh, great game. Um, you know, Shaq got his sack. You yeah. know, I mean, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a game he's, if, he's if Shaq didn't get that sack. Yeah. He's, he's going to get his. Next up, we, we had Concordia versus St. Xavier, and that was, that was a back-and-forth war. Right. So, I think... Concordia and St. Xavier, very weird. I thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, St. Xavier is now in the danger zone as far as yeah. playoffs. 
once you hit two losses total, and I mean, these are great teams. Concordia is going to be a top five team for us. Yeah. And they lost to a Division three power, you know, that's always in the national championship hunt over there. But there can't be much miss-ups or mistakes for St. Xavier anymore. Yeah, you And you've lucky completely. for them, they're on the correct side, you know what I mean, to uh, run the table now. But you can go 8-2 and two and get that at-large bid, and they'll probably win their side of the division still, but they can't have any mess-ups. Yeah. Um, for St. Xavier, just want to point this out. Quarterback Alex Martinez slung the ball 59 times in that game. Wow. You reckon he had trouble brushing his teeth that night? Oh, sure. But, uh, yeah, St. Saint, Saint Xavier's okay right now. I know they're 1-2, but the top team in their division right now is St. Francis, Illinois, who's gotten crushed. So I think St. Xavier's going to be okay. They're going to win their division. The only thing they have to worry about is finishing in the top 20. If you finish yeah. outside the top 20 and you're a division champion, you're out. And they still have, uh, let's see, going through their schedule, they got Trinity International, Robert Morris, Missouri Baptist, St. Francis, Illinois, St. Ambrose, Olivet Nazarene, and then St. Francis, Illinois to end the season. You mean Indiana? Excuse me, Illinois, it says. Illinois, you called them out twice, didn't you? Did I? Yes, I did. But they're listed twice. So that's playing that frontier schedule. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll get that. We'll check that. We'll we'll check that. But one of those is going to be Indiana. So you're gonna right. have you're gonna have that. I think it's the first one that's Indiana, right? Because they have that kind of that round robin going on. Right. Um, that cross divisional game. Look, if you reach up and you beat, um, St. Francis of Indiana, you're right back into it. Right. And that's something we need to definitely double check. But there's a reason they won it last year. And they are not as – this year's team's light years ahead of last year's team. Oh, yeah. Uh, next up was uh, kind of our um, – was our, our game of the week, but it was, it was a little bit of a controversial finish there. Yeah, so Grandview and Evangel, definitely rivals in the heart there. They – it was a sloppy game. Lots of turnovers early. Yeah. Really surprised at the 32-28 score. We predicted last week that it would be both under 20. Pretty easy. Especially, you got the number one defense in AI going against the number two defense. Um, Grandview ends up on top. There's a lot of controversy about a pass interference call late in the game. But, I mean, that's the side of human error. Absolutely. I, I mean, I understand being upset. I'm a high school coach myself. Um, we're 6 and 0 right now, and I would be upset if something like that costed my team. But at the end of the day, Corey. You have to put a team away where human judgment can't make that call. 100%. And here's, we, see, we saw the video. We both have personal opinions on the call. We're not going to tell you guys. But at the end of the day, we know that you know, the report was that the, the referee was on the Cranview sideline and was pressured to throwing it. It just is what it is. Football has a human capacity to the game. And the bottom line is, at the end of the day, there's a winner and a loser. And you got you got to do better than that if you, if you want to. You if, can't put it in the human, human judgment. Yeah, being an FSU fan and uh, getting, getting some ACC refereeing in there, I understand that all too well. And it sucks when it happens, but sometimes it happens. And we have College of Idaho, 42-0 over Rocky Mountain. I did not expect that. Yeah, Rocky Mountain's had a tough couple weeks here. They have really fallen off the radar of the 
defending Frontier Conference champions. College Idaho, we talked about them. They have over 20 starters returning. I mean, that's just going to be the story of the year for them. Their veteran presence there is going to keep lifting them through this 2019 season. And they're a pretty balanced offense. Absolutely. Just take a look at College of Idaho's rushing attack. Uh, Nick Calzaretta, um, in that game against Rocky Mountain, rushed for 133 yards. Dominic Garzoli went for another 102. So you have two runners that hit the century mark. On the other side um, of, the, of the ball, College of Idaho really kept Drew Korf really confined. He was sacked nine times. Wow. He went 11 for 21 for 90 yards with a long of 27. So you're talking about somewhere around 63 yards on, uh, on his other 10 completions, his other 20 throws. Right. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's troublesome. If you're, if you're Rocky Mountain, you've got to figure out a way to get it off, that offense going. Well, let's talk about Kaiser and Cumberland. Kaiser is a top 20 team for us. Yep. Um, they cracked top 25 for the NAI coaches poll. Cumberland was in the top 25 coaches poll. They were not ranked for us, and there's a reason for that. We just don't think they're deservingly so right now. Um, but the Seahawks are playing Seahawks fast. Coach Sosha at West Palm Beach has that offense going. Eli Matthews, the quarterback over there, two touchdowns, no interceptions, taking care of the ball, very efficient, and they are absolutely rolling. This is Kaiser's third straight win over a top 25 team. It doesn't get any easier. They have Faulkner next week, and Faulkner's receiving votes in our poll. Yeah, they are. I mean, we talk about uh, some, of the, some of the teams out west beating, beating each other and sort of dropping each other down to the polls, but that Sun, Confer- uh, that Sun Division of the Mid-South, right. I feel like it did the same thing last year, and unless someone... And the teams are better this year. They really are. They're handling business outside of the division. I mean, for instance, Kaiser. They beat Cumberland. They beat Dort. Um, I forgot who they played the week before Cumberland. But three straight top 25 wins for Kaiser. That sets them up very nicely if they can get past their Sun Division opponents. It's going to be a race between Kaiser, Southeastern, Ava Maria, and Faulkner. It's a four-team race over there in the Sun Division. And that's a playoff spot. There's not going to be no at-large spots from the Sun Division, but yeah. there will be one guaranteed spot. Absolutely. Now, we would be remiss if we didn't throw in a couple of other scores that uh, maybe weren't kind of the, our games of the week, but they were absolutely notable. First one is from Arizona, where Ottawa University, Arizona, puts up an 80 spot. Unbelievable. That you know, is incredible. It takes a lot of... Uh, reserve not to go ahead and get to the century mark in today's college football um the offense has evolutionized you have austin mccullough we talked about who was the preseason player of the year for the sooner athletic conference and he absolutely made it an air show out there against uh what was it wayland baptist either either them or texas wesley i I think it was wayland baptist um but but it was an absolute air show out there and uh they could definitely went over 100. The next game we're going to talk about not should have be, went over 100. Not to be outdone by their friends to the West, Cumberland's Blanks Union, 98 to nothing. And before we get guys that just want to say they're trying to run up the score. They weren't. They were not. Um, and 
I'm not trying to belittle the kids from Union, but from the clips we saw and then the firsthand reports we saw, it just seemed like uh, the Union Bulldogs just quit out there. They didn't have they much bulldog. Talk. Yeah, they didn't have much dog left in them. But, uh, you know, because Cumberland's was just handing the ball off. And a lot of backups just went ahead and got their scores and got their rushing yards. But uh, third and fourth stringers from what I was hearing. Right. Cumberland's is, the, like we said last year, they were the most silent team to go under the radar that went 9-1. and one. You Absolutely. didn't really hear much about them. But uh, I think hitting a 98 spot puts you on the radar. Oh, I don't care who no it's doubt. against. I mean, it could be against. It could be the middle school team across the street. Absolutely. 98 points is hard to do. You can't score that on air. Yeah. So next up, we will uh, go to our new top 25. Uh, all these graphics that you're about to see were made by Parker Robinson, uh, working over for the Nebraska uh, Cornhuskers right Amazing right guy oh from Dickinson gosh. State. Absolutely. So that's so. where you got to start. Absolutely. So let's jump right into it. Now you'll notice these are a little little wonky. Um, in our mathematics this year, we or this week, we started including ties, and there were a lot of ties, especially up top. You'll we'll see once we get there. Um, so that's why you have four teams up there to start it off. We have uh, number 25, Montana Tech, who, who gets in and has a really big matchup coming up this you, weekend. You know what's funny? With the Frontier, it seems like they're just eating their own. You know, I we know. had Carroll up there. Um, you know, got Montana Western up there. But College of Idaho is in there. But they are definitely just eating themselves up. And it's going to be interesting to see if the ore diggers of Montana Tech can stay in there. Absolutely. Coming in at number 24 are the Bethel Threshers in Kansas. Um, the triple option attack, undefeated. It's been a long time since they've cracked the top 25 in any poll whatsoever. They are excited. Yeah, as well as they should be. Absolutely. That triple option is doing what a triple option should do, and they are running it well. Number 23 are the two-loss Reinhardt Eagles. You know, we talked about with St. Xavier and when St. Xavier has a huge advantage with a weak division in the mid-states, the Midwest over there. Reinhardt is on a slippery slope. They, yeah. You know, they uh, could still definitely win their division. They're only one conference loss. And they went up, got a money game against uh, Kennesaw State in state. Who can blame them for that? They played yeah, tough for no. the three quarters until it got called. But once you get to two losses, you're on a slippery slope. Okay, because once it gets to three, you're definitely on the bubble. So just like Absolutely. we talked about with St. Xavier, they can't, they can't afford mess that up. loss. Yeah, they cannot. Not at all. Number 22 is another two-loss team where you're in the very same boat, and that's the Baker Wildcats. You know, Baker, we had a lot of high hopes for them in preseason. And, uh, you know, they're, they're still going to do what they're supposed to do. They still have a stout defense, balanced offense. I think they do very well coming up. I think they have a chance to rise up the polls. Absolutely. Going to uh, 17 through 21, we see Sienna Heights coming up in the poll. They've got a, a big game this week. They have a chance to reach up and bite somebody. Well, you know, we, we had a, uh, a lot of DMs coming our way 
with uh, seeing the Heights and deservingly so. Absolutely. You know, they're out of Michigan. They share the same recruiting battlegrounds as Concordia. And believe it or not, that's who they got this week. That's a top 25 matchup, in-state rival, conference rival. They have Concordia this week. So if they really belong in that top 10, like a lot of their fans think they do, prove it this week. Prove it to us. Number 20, the Langston Lions. Um you know, really, I feel like Langston's almost in a holding pattern until they either beat someone's face in or until they play Ottawa of, of Arizona. Right. And, you know, they're going to get past Lion, Arkansas, I think. Yeah. Um, they well, got, are, are pretty good. They yeah. got to win. Right. Then they got Arizona Christian, which is going to be a tough tune-up. Yep, and there, that's no guarantee. And then we get the Ottawa matchup, so it's going to be really interesting for Langston, who's won the past couple Sooner Athletic Conference championships. Sooner's really interesting this year. Very. Next up are the aforementioned uh, Saint Xavier uh, Ball Club, the the Wildcats out there. If there was a best category for one and two teams, Saint be, Xavier would be the oh, best one absolutely. and two team in the nation. They they gotta lick their wounds and come back and and. There's a good somebody. chance they finish eight and two. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. They just got to show it. Um, tied for 18th with Saint Xavier is the Southeastern Fire, another team in that Sun Division. That it's going to be a tough matchup when they play. Right, they got Alba Maria this week. That's going to be tough. I mean, they're getting to the bulk of their Sun Division opponents. Alba Maria, and then they have uh, Kaiser coming up soon. Kaiser's, war. Kaiser's in three weeks. That could decide the Sun Division. That's going to be a war. And then at number 17, we have the 4-0 Montana Western Bulldogs. Um, they've got, a, they've got that, that game against Montana Tech. It, again, we've got to see which teams are going to rise up out of the frontier and keep going. Right, and they, this is their bye week. So they get a chance to uh, prep up for it. They play them on October 12th. Going uh, 10th through, through 16th, uh, we've got Bethel, Tennessee, who, as we speak right now, is playing Lindsey Wilson. Right. That's, that's a playoff deciding game right there to me. Absolutely. That's, that's going to be a, a good one. We'll see right. how Coach Jasper gets Bluegrass him. Division Championship yep. on the line right there early in the season. I mean, the loser can bounce back, but in AI, there's not much forgiveness. Absolutely. And number 15, you've got Dickinson State up there in the North Star. Dickinson, it just is what it is. Their win against uh, our, their uh, loss against Rocky Mountain is looking worse and worse. But you know, they've really bounced back well from that and have looked good ever since. Oh, I, I definitely agree. It's just that uh, same with the KCAC. They're going to discredit the conference. Absolutely. Number 14, Evangel doesn't fall terribly far. As they should. Right, exactly. No no biggie there. Uh, That's their their first loss. Um, You know, and they're going to get their shot again. Exactly, yeah. So, let me say. Number 13, you've got the Kaiser Seahawks. They're edging up in the polls. Um, Coach Sosha has them in an interesting place. Second season, I mean... That's unbelievable what's happened so far. Um, you know, they have a chance to win that Sun Division. They're a fast-paced offense. They, uh, 
Eli Matthews really has him in good hands, the quarterback over there. Absolutely. Number 12 is Ottawa of Arizona. You're talking about a points. quarterback having somebody in good hands. Austin McCullough has him in good hands. 100%. We look at our, our 7 through 10 with a couple ties. We've got the aforementioned Lindsey Wilson Blue Raiders playing um, Bethel of Tennessee. Um, why don't you talk about them, and I'll go ahead and see if I can get a score update real quick. Oh, yeah, Cameron Dukes, the quarterback over there. We talked about earlier in the year where uh, if Lindsey Wilson really feels threatened by a team, they start doing a lot of quarterback design runs to give them an extra blocker. Um, Bethel, led by Coach Jasper over there. If you don't know Coach Jasper, he's an NFL veteran for the Buffalo Bills, came out of Bethel himself. So this is a matchup that's a, a little bit of a revenge game for Lindsey Wilson from last year. If you didn't know, Bethel went undefeated last season. Their only one loss is to Lamar out in uh, Texas, the FCS team. So it's going to be really interesting to see who comes out with that victory. I know when we're leaving this show, I am definitely putting that game on my TV to go see. This is a huge game for the Bluegrass. And the Bluegrass, is it has to be one of the toughest divisions in all of the NAI because you have Cumberland's Kentucky, Bethel, Lindsey Wilson, a Pikeville team that's pretty solid, and then you have Cumberland, Tennessee, that was just ranked. You know, they weren't ranked for us, but they were in the coaches' poll over there. Do we have a score update for that by chance? We do. Um, and Lindsey Wilson is winning 20 to 3. 20 to 3. 20 wow. to 3. That, that is uh, not as close as I anticipated. No, that's, that's a huge statement right now for Lindsey Wilson. 100%. Uh, number nine is the College of Idaho. Again, we. Uh, Keep talking about this. Who's going to touch them in the frontier besides Montana Western, maybe? They, I think they play Carroll again, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And um, and they get Montana Western down near the end of the year. So that's going to, and they only played them once. It's one of the teams that they only played one once. Of lucky things. Absolutely. Um, number eight, Grandview, uh, with their win, they stay right at number eight. Um, I'm seeing, I'm looking forward to seeing how Grandview, uh, Gets it going with their defense coming back. They're going to really have to get it going with the rushing attack of Benedict. No this joke. is the co-game of the week for us. You know, we have St. Francis and Marion, but it's going to be <laughs> interesting to see with Benedictine Grandview. You know, we've talked about a lot about how this kind of top 7 to 10-ish um, – Right now, there's not a lot of breaks happening. Not at all. And there's there's a fixing lot of, to be, too. There's a lot of still, uh, like, you're, you're basically pedestrian yeah. right there. You're not really moving. But, yeah, two teams are going to rise. Two teams are going to fall this week. Absolutely. For sure, no questions asked. And that's before we factor in any any upsets at all. Number seven, we, we look, again, we've got Northwestern. Northwestern is pretty much pedestrian until Morningside. Absolutely. It's, it's kind of the same story that we talked about with Langston. Uh, right. You know, either they smash someone's face in mm-hmm. or, or, or until they play low, Morningside. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, is when Northwestern's going to really move. And then our top five teams, Marion and Concordia tied for fifth. I think that's fair. They've been, they've been neck and neck all yeah, season long. And, and they're going to decide on the field if – Marion beats St. Francis. They're going to rise up. They'll take that oh, yeah. three spot. If Concordia beats uh, Grandview, or not Grandview, if Concordia beats Sienna Heights, I think they'll rise up a little bit. We're going to get some more movement in the polls this week with a lot of top 25 matchups. Abs- absolutely. 
the number three spot's also a tie with St. Francis and Kansas Wesleyan. Um, the pollsters were not as impressed with Saint, how St. Francis handled St. Ambrose. Right, and I, I see they lost their number one vote, their first place vote they had. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the Franciscan Bowl is this weekend. That's going to be our game of the week. Yeah, Marion and St. Francis. That's... Both of them have two national championships. I think they're even in the series or the past ten games. And they're also even in uh, their conference titles as conference well. Conference titles, yes. So it's going to be very interesting. And then our, our uh, two top teams, as it has been all season long, you've got Benedictine at number two with that potent rushing attack. Um, and Morningside at number one. Morningside goes on the road for the first time this week. Who do they have this week? Hastings. Hastings. Okay, out of Nebraska. That's so, going to be... You know, it, do, you, do you miss the home cooking too much? And, and you let I don't Hastings think Morningside has anything to worry about. No, I don't think so either. Until but the playoffs. I take that back. Sorry, Northwestern. Northwestern. Yeah, Northwestern. Sorry. So, before we go on too much further... I want to talk about our friends at 417 Hel- uh, Helmets. Uh, this U-Pike helmet is, uh, I believe, one of their creations. It is a great size for you to put on a desk, for you to it put on It can be the centerpiece shelf. of your man cave, your office. I know that if I wasn't a, uh, a teacher with uh, certain problems, behavior issues in the classroom, I would have one of these miniature helmets in my classroom. Absolutely. But but these are definitely well worth it. Absolutely. I am. Um, and 417, they do full-size helmets as well. Absolutely. Our, um, our NAIF ball helmet that we, that we have was made by them, and they do a great job. It's great quality graphics. Right. They do a marvelous job. They take a lot of care into what they do to make sure that it, that it not only looks great when you take it out of the box, but that it lasts. A long time. Exactly right. So let's take a look at our helmet stickers that we are giving out this week. Um, you heard us talk about uh, Ottawa, Arizona's quarterback, Austin McCullough. Talk a little bit about, about the gunslinger. Well, he's just under 400 yards, 398. He threw for seven, seven touchdowns. It's easy to do when you score 80. <clears throat> so Wayland Baptist. They had high hopes going in that game. Austin McCullough just crushed them through the air. So, on the defensive side, we have Concordia of Ann Arbor's defensive back Ryan Fish, who gets double-digit tackles at the defensive back spot, which is not always an easy And tackles for loss. Got a half a tackle for loss along with two picks. Right. That's insane. Anytime you have multiple interceptions in a game, that's a – that's an awesome performance. And it's not like they're, they were going up against a nobody. They, it was St. Xavier that they were doing right. this against. Right. It's real easy to get stats against. Yeah, that was the top team he did it against. Exactly. So that makes it all the more impressive. And this week, just because we have an impressive special teams, we have a special teams helmet sticker. Uh, Cumberland's Devin McMillan, the kicker there, made 14 extra points. You know, we talked about um, – the guy earlier who threw 59 times and right. wonder how he lifted his, uh, lifted his toothbrush to his mouth. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering how this guy was walking out. Yeah, I'm sure his leg was a little bit sore. Thank I goodness he didn't have to kick a field goal. But <laughs> exactly. 14 for 14 is very impressive. It's extremely impressive. So we decided this week we'd give a, we'd give a special teams sticker. 
um, to Devin McMillan. So a couple things before we move on to what to watch for this week. If you see a highlight in your, in your game, email us. We will, we will post that link. Yep, we're going to try to do the video tomorrow from last week. We're going to yep. try to do it every Friday leading up to the game day. Yep, and if you have a nominee for player of the week, um, DM us, and we will, uh, we will take all those into consideration. And, um, and I mean, we really we try not to go looking for these players of the week. We, yeah. try, we try to take them out of, out of what you nominate. A lot of nominations because they come synchronized. Once you start getting a, uh, a good number of the same ones, you know it was very <laughs> special. Um, we're glued to the TV of what we can watch if it's not behind the paywall. Yep. But uh, so we're able to identify it mostly ourselves. But there was a lot of competition this week. The defense one was especially close. But let's go ahead and get to the games that we got to watch for this week. Absolutely. One thing I will mention there is um, that uh, keep an eye on, on our Twitter page because we put out an article that tells you how to watch right every with all top the links. And plus, we have a competition going on right now with Twitter. If you can guess the correct score of the Marion St. Francis game, and uh, there's a monetary prize attached with that. But let's get go ahead and go what the games we got this week. We got number two Benedictine versus number eight Grandview. The battle of the heart right there. That's it's that's, going to be the Benedictine rushing attack versus the Grandview stout defense. This is the classic: the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. Ravens versus Vikings. It doesn't get any more intense than that. Absolutely, you've got uh, the the two headed monster of of Stewart and Nyhart. Um, Nyhart's almost up to double digit touchdowns. Stewart's at fourteen touchdowns. They're both over five hundred yards. In five games. Wow. So, and then we can't forget about Isaac McPherson, who he himself is averaging almost six yards per carry and three touchdowns. Um, you know, so, you know, is Grandview going to sell out to stop Stewart and Nyhart and force Schaefer shoots to, to beat them? Yeah, I wonder if they're going to have to add any numbers to their box. I think that's, that's going to be the story there. But uh, let's go with St. Francis and Marion. Marion's taking over our Instagram feed. If you don't follow us on Instagram, you're missing a treat because they've they already are, started. Yeah, they've already started. So I think the key to this game is what quarterback's going to protect the ball more and be efficient. Is it going to be Matt Crable over there at St. Francis, who has uh, a lot of experience over there? Or is it going to be Ethan Darner at Marion? And, uh, you know, whoever wins this game has a good chance to position themselves in the playoffs with that home field advantage. Absolutely. This is, this is going to be – you, you'll hear us talk more and more about positioning games as we go. Right, and, and Marion defeated St. Francis last year. Sure did, so. and, and kind of knocked them down. Uh, you know, the, the USF offense is very, very balanced. You've, you've got P.J. Dean rushing for 82 yards a game and Dan Rixey, who's hauling in about 72 yards per And that's game. the Coach Donnelly method, right? Very balanced doesn't depend on any one player. It's all team effort over there in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Reminds me of those old Alabama offenses where if you won the Heisman, you're doing it wrong. Right, exactly. So uh, next we have uh, Concordia of Ann Arbor versus Siena Heights. Um, that's going to be 
that's a big game for Sienna Heights. That's huge. Because Sienna Heights was just outside the playoff picture last year. Yep. This positions you right in there. Either you're going to be hovering around the top 25 all year or you're going to win that uh, landmark game and get in the playoff line. Absolutely. Now, um, just to kind of make a point, um, thinking back over the last couple of weeks, we might have mentioned Roger Engel as the, as the starting quarterback for Concordia. It's now Peter Morrison that's, right. that's doing the signal calling um, for the Cardinals and has done quite well for himself. Um, you know, in 76 attempts, he's thrown for 584 yards and six scores. Um, so we'll see what Concordia has. They've played a lot of teams close, and they right. make me kind of nervous. Well, Sienna Heights has as well, and they've had the blowout wins against teams like uh, Trendy International, but, you know, they had the close games against St. Ambrose. But I will say that Sienna Heights did beat what is probably the second-best team in the Midwest, 20-18. They beat all the Nazarene, who was Victory Bowl champions last year. So that's a prestigious win under their belt, in my opinion. You know, all of it, Nazarene's outside top 25, not receiving any votes for us. They're a solid ball club. So it's going to be interesting. Absolutely. And the game that's going on right now, Lindsey Wilson versus Bethel, right after we wrap up, I suggest that, uh, that you, you go over and, and watch them and see what is going on there. Cameron Dukes is, is lighting it up, 1,145 yards in four games and spreading it out, too. No one receiver is averaging more than 70 yards. Yep, and uh, we talked about Cumberland's Kentucky putting up that 98 spot. We're going to see if the U-Pike Bears have something to say about that. Absolutely. So, you know, U-Pike has the ability to score a lot of points, but will they have the ability to stop that rushing attack from Cumberland's? Yep, and then in our last game is uh, the Battle of the Montanas. Is Is that the 12th or this week? Uh, did you did you look and see that I was on the yeah, top? I think look. it's on the 12th, but let's talk about been. it anyway. The uh, diggers over there at Montana Tech are positioning themselves in the top 25 for the first time in a long time. Montana Western has slightly been climbing up. Montana Western, the Bulldogs over there, rely heavily on their defense. Montana Tech, you know, they're very efficient on offense. They don't really turn the ball over. And that's what a, a top 25 team does. Whoever wins this game puts them pretty close to College Idaho, but I think College Idaho will take that conference. Yep, and they both have a bye week this week. Right. So, so, that's, so that's, that's what they get that's preparation there. So we'll, I think we'll talk more about them next week. They'll be uh, – that, That's be a, potential to be game of the week. Absolutely. Um, so uh, if, if you didn't catch it, our buddy – over here, John Cooper was on the radio this Saturday down in Miami talking about Kaiser, talking a, a, about St. Thomas. Um, we've, we've got some, some new friends. In you know what, Corey? I want to get on the radio in Kentucky. I would love to. And talk about these amazing bluegrass teams over oh there. Gosh, yes. With those stout offenses. Talk a little bit about Lindsey Wilson, maybe some U-Pike. You know, guys, if you have a local radio station near you, that wants some free NAI content, tell them to uh, let us on. Tell them let's talk some NAI football. Absolutely. We've got some, some new friends up uh, around Presentations Way. So if you are a presentation uh, fan, go. Yep. And Even you guys isolated out there in the North Star. And uh, also, um, we've got some friends in Fort Wayne 
um, yeah. that, that followed us back. So if you're uh, there for, for – That's a uh, big ESPN town. It, it is. I, I've been to Fort Wayne once. It wasn't a good experience on the football field, <laughs> and it was freezing cold. But I absolutely loved Fort Wayne. We stayed near a minor league baseball season, our minor league baseball stadium. So we'll see. And uh, we just got a comment that the North Star is always underrated. They have a chance to prove it when we get to the playoffs. Absolutely. We, we want to see their champion win a playoff game. That's where that's, that's where you that's change. where respects earned. That's absolutely. where you change the culture of your conference. Yep. So, but anyways, let's wrap it up, man. I want to know before we end today, before we end, who do you have winning the USF Marion game? Oh man, I like how Marion's been playing. I think they're going to pull the upset over over St. Francis. I got I got St. Francis. I think they're. This is an NAI. There's no wrong answer. I, I think they're question. pissed off. Okay. Oh, I think Cooper. I know. I think Coach Donnelly's going to have his boys ready. Matt Crable's going to play very efficient. They're going to feed P.J. Dean the ball in spots. And you know, just like Marion, USF and uh, Marion both are centered around their defense. That's where their best players are. But I think the St. Francis offense, just being balanced and efficient, and they're going to take care of the ball, I think St. Francis beats Marion. To be, to Put be that fair. on your bulletin board, Marion. To be fair, there is no wrong answer to that question. No, absolutely not, no. You can't look stupid, whatever team you pick. No, not at all. But anyways, guys, we enjoyed you joining us tonight. For about the 20 of you still left with us, that means you absolutely love AI football. Give us a retweet, a like. We are looking for more friends in the Mid-South Conference, the Frontier Conference, and especially the Mid-States. Yep. Those three conferences, we want more followers. We want to talk to you guys about NAI football. Absolutely. That's just our passion. We hope you have a great night. Get ready for game day on Saturday. We'll see you later.